This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball. Eight strikeouts for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Felix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Welcome back to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Gary Hill here. Thanks for being back once again as we have a lot to talk about. As the Mariners played three over the weekend against the Milwaukee Brewers, most everything fantastic with the exception of one inning. We'll talk about that coming up in a few minutes. Also, Jerry Depoto is going to be here. Very interesting stuff all the way around on the minor leagues. Uh, Mike Zanino, I think you'll enjoy that conversation coming up. The week that was is here as well. What well, was a very good week for the Mariners. All in all, when you look at the weekend, Mariners take two of three from the Brewers, which is very good. They are just one game back now from when the weekend started. They've taken two games out of the three-game chunk, so... Right now, heading into tonight, one game back of Baltimore for the second wild card. Their home winning streak snapped yesterday, but they had won eight in a row at home and still hold one of the best records since the All-Star break, one of the best August records. Everything's still trending in the right direction for sure, despite the struggles yesterday in the ninth inning to close down a potential sweep against Milwaukee. But a lot of good over the weekend for the Mariners. And it started on Friday, Wade LeBlanc on the hill. And that was a game where the Mariners, well, the guys in the middle made a major impact with the sticks. The 0-1, swing and a fly ball, well hit the right field. Santana going back, looking up, goodbye baseball. Well, the Mariners have their first hit, and it's a home run off the bat of Kyle Seager, his 23rd home run of the season. And the Mariners have taken a one nothing lead here in the bottom of the fourth. The 1-1, swing and a well hit ball, deep to right field, and this one is gone, goodbye baseball. Robbie Cano launches one, a line drive into the lower deck in right field with Sean O'Malley aboard, and it's now the Mariners three and the Brewers one. Number 28 for Robbie Cano. Holy smokes, what a shot by Robbie. And LeBlanc just kind of did what he has done. Five and a third, three runs, gives you a chance to win, and the bullpen found a way to close it down. Storin Caminero. Will Helmsen, and then Edwin Diaz, he hung on for the second outing in a row to get the save. The 0-2 pitch to Perez. Swing and a miss and a slider strike three, and it's over. The Mariners hang on, and they win it. A final score of 7-6. to six. 
It was a struggle for the kid, but he battled, and he battled, and he battled some more, but he was able to get the final three outs in this one. He strikes out Hernan Perez for the final out of the game, and the Mariners win it tonight. The Mariners ended up scoring in every inning from the fourth on. One in the fourth, three in the fifth, one in the sixth, one in the seventh, one in the eighth to claim victory. And after that Diaz outing, he would not pitch again in the series. The Mariners wanted to give him a couple of days off. So Saturday, Saturday was really, really fun at the ballpark as Felix Hernandez was absolutely outstanding against Milwaukee. Here's the one-two pitch. Swing and a miss, and down he goes. Waves at another nasty changeup. No chance there for Perez. That was diving, burrowing into the dirt. And Felix walks off the mound with his sixth punch out of the night. The Mariners kind of opened it up with some long ball. Mike Zanino, Leonis Martin going back-to-back. Here's the two-two pitch. That is ripped to center field and deep. Racing back is Broxton. He's at the warning track. Looks up. It is gone. Dead center field. Back-to-back jacks. First Mike Zanino. Now Leonis Martin. His 14th of the year. Mariners playing long ball here. And they lead now 4 to nothing. And Mike Zanino capped off a huge game late. And the 2-1 to Zanino. Fastball swing and a line drive into the gap. Right center field. That's down for a base hit. Seager will score from third. Lynn running third. Heading home. This one all the way to the wall. Finally picked up by Broxton. The throw into second. Mike Zanino into second base with a two-run double. The Mariners keep adding on, and it's now the Mariners eight and Milwaukee two. Mike Zanino now with three RBIs tonight. What a night for Z. And Felix ends up going eight innings, seven hits, two runs, one walk, eight strikeouts. Uh, I think one walk, a huge factor. And Mike Blowers talked about that and how good Felix was in the start. A start where... I mean, it could have been eight scoreless innings if it wasn't for a fly ball that wasn't tracked down. But two runs, eight innings, one walk, eight strikeouts. He was phenomenal. I was happiest with his fastball command. Uh, I thought that working off the edge of the plate really set things up nicely for his changeup. He had a good curveball last night. Uh, The most important thing for him is getting that changeup down out of the strike zone. As you know, you want to see that whip percentage and and that ball down, and I thought they did an excellent job of that. Uh, You look at his last three outings, uh, he's pitched deep into the ball games. I think he's been effective in the ball games, and it looks to me as he's trending to being the old Felix that we're used to seeing. So that is going to be a huge lift for this club down the stretch. Yeah, the Brewers have drawn the second most amount of walks in the National League. He only walked one last night. How big is that moving forward? Well, I I think that it's terrific. And again, one of the things that I marvel at with Felix is his ability to recognize what the opposing team is trying to do and adjust to that. And I thought the Brewers were extremely aggressive with him. So he started using his slider a little bit more early in counts, locating his fastball effectively. A lot of quick outs. So maybe we didn't necessarily see the double-digit strikeout numbers that I thought we were going to see because the Brewers strike out so much. But I thought it was a smart game plan for him. I think he still ended up with seven strikeouts, six or seven strikeouts in the game, but he was able to get through it deep. And I, I really thought at one point at the end of the seventh, I thought he was going to have a complete game shutout. Uh, unfortunately, he left a couple of pitches as he got tired up late in the game in the eighth inning, and they ended up uh, scoring a couple of runs off him. But overall, it was a, a fantastic, uh, fantastic performance. So the Mariners took the first two games of the series and the first eight innings on Sunday 
went to script. Things looking very good for the Mariners on Sunday. They scored three in the third, three in the fourth. They bounced Garza out of the ball game. But the Mariners don't score on the Brewers' bullpen. So unlike the previous couple of nights, they do not play add-on. And slowly the Brewers start to come back. They score two in the sixth inning. And then in the ninth, they put a four spot on the board. Will Helmsen gives up four. Defense doesn't help out. A couple of catchable balls in left field, especially uh, a couple catchable balls to the outfield especially one to Aoki in left field, wasn't tracked down, and the Brewers score four in the ninth to grab the victory. Here's the stretch and the one-two pitch, swinging a fly ball into the gap, left center field, going back Aoki, Norig, and it's going to drop in for a base hit. Here comes Santana running third. The throw in is going to be cut off by Seager, and Santana will score, and the Brewers have taken the lead 7-6. to six. Here's what Scott Service had to say after the game. You know, I, I thought we, uh, you know, going into the ninth inning, we were well, obviously we're in a good spot. We got a three-run lead, and you know, we kind of determined pregame that we'd probably stay away from Edwin. Um, you know, with the innings, uh, the number of pitches he threw the other night. So, um, you know, thought we were in a good spot. Um, you know, uh, Tom Wilhelmson has given us everything he's got this year. Uh, it just wasn't his day, and and um, you know, I got to give them credit; they didn't quit. Um, you know, Carter hit a pitch that was, you know, low and away or, you know, there, but he's got big power and, you know, he got just enough of it to, to get out of the ballpark. And then, you know, some things fell apart on us after that. So disappointing. There, there's no doubt. Uh, we have had a, a really good streak going here at home. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, I thought we did enough uh, offensively tonight, but you got to, got to finish it. You got to close it out. And, and unfortunately, we just didn't, just didn't get it done today. Hey, with Diaz, did, was it pretty much decided beforehand? Yes. Not gonna, okay. Was this a matter of you guys not making the plays to win the game or them making the plays? Well, I think a combination of both. Uh, I think there was some plays, you know, to, to be made there. But, uh, you know, they got the, you know, the, the leadoff homer uh, in the ninth. And then, like I said, Carter got the big blow. Um, you know, another ball in the gap that, you know, Leonis probably got leather on it but wasn't able to run it down. So, you know, all those things play into it. Uh, you know, the fly ball that fell in in left field, you know, it was uh, what could go wrong went wrong, I guess. So. Um, but, you know, uh, we're disappointed. There's no doubt. Nobody's happy about that one. Uh, how could you be? But, you know, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Got a lot of games left to play. Uh, but today was, you know, that one hurt a little bit. What did you see from Wilhelmson today? I uh, just, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't as crisp. He obviously got behind in the count a little bit uh, to the first home run. And, you know, he had a base open uh, with Carter. And uh, I know he and Chris had talked about, you know, making the perfect pitches, the two-strike type pitches off the plate. Because um, we did have the base open, mm-hmm. um, but you know Carter went out and got it. What happened on that fly ball that dropped in left field? I'm not quite sure. Uh, that was up there a long time. Uh, I don't think it's you know, everybody agrees it's probably a ball that should have been caught. The first Broxton home run was that a ball you thought should have been caught too? Well, you know it's it's I can't tell how far it went over the fence. Obviously, it looked like it was right there, uh, but. Um, it's and you're asking for a guy to jump up over the fence. I don't, you know, that's not the play I'm, I'm asking for all the time. But obviously, the one in the ninth inning probably should have been caught. Miranda, uh, Miranda, chance to show what he can do a little bit. Yeah, I thought Miranda threw the ball well. Um, you know, the the, the two out uh, double by Braun. You know, I thought we were gonna escape that inning uh, and get through it, which would have been great. But 
you know, Braun's their, their best hitter, no doubt, and, and he got a first pitch, I think, breaking ball and, and hooked it down the line, kept it fair. So, But I thought Miranda threw the ball well. Um, thought his changeup was pretty good and, and threw a lot of good fastballs today. So, again, I kind of, you know, he did what we needed him to do. Um, and I think our, our bullpen leading up to the ninth inning was, was real solid. Uh, just, you know, one of those days for, for Tommy. I know that odd play, bases loaded, the, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I mean, obviously, they, they had two guys standing at third, um, you know, Chris running them back. Uh, we had home plate covered. That's always the, in the back of the catcher's mind is make sure there. And, and Nuno went to the right spot, was at home plate. Uh, I'm not quite sure why he didn't give up the ball, you know, to second base, um, you know, get a run down there and get out of the inning. Uh, fortunately enough, we were able to come, you know, hold him right there. Uh, but, yeah, it was a it was an odd play. Uh, I think we handled it very well. They were allowing us or basically giving it to us to get out of the inning but uh, and we just didn't react very well to it just an update for the bullpen or do you see any kind of fatigue issues oh we've been running those guys very very hard there's no doubt when you when your starters are you know five and a third five and two third every night and then when you're winning games you're you're going to you know it's 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 leverage situations there's a lot of stressful pitches and in spots um you know the guys have done a fantastic job and, and wilhelmson done, has done an awesome job he really has for us. He just didn't quite have it today. So um, that's just where we're at in the season. You know, we're, we're 10 days, a couple weeks away from some reinforcements and when you can expand rosters in September. But right now, the guys that we got down there, we feel good about. They've done a really good job. Just, you know, where we're at today going into it, you know, if you said, you know, you got a three-run lead going into the ninth that we were going to give the ball to Tom Wilhelmson, it felt very, very good about it. It just didn't work out. So the part that hurts, you gain a couple of games over the weekend, but... You claim that victory, especially yesterday, getting all kinds of help with uh, everyone in front of you losing, the Red Sox, Baltimore, Texas, and a chance to gain uh, gain ground on everybody, gain a game on everybody. Instead, you just end up even again. But still, coming into this Yankees series, just a game back of Baltimore again. Baltimore really struggling with the rotation. So, big series starting tonight. Mariners and Yankees, 7-10 from Safeco Field. Three-game series, two night games, a day game on Wednesday. And this is a big one. You know the Yankees, especially with kind of uh, the influx of young talent into their lineup, playing some pretty good baseball right now and if they are going to become a factor in this thing with over a month to play this is a series they have circled because the Mariners one of the teams ahead of the Yankees in the standings so this is a big series starting tonight at Safeco Field again we've talked about it so often want to just keep taking series they did over the weekend they wanted the sweep they at least got the series so right now you have toronto cleveland and texas as the leaders in the division you have boston holding the first wild card they're up on baltimore by two games baltimore has lost three games in a row mariners one game back of baltimore right now Detroit, a game and a half back of the Mariners. The Astros, after taking three from Baltimore, now two and a half back of the Mariners. You have Kansas City. Watch out for KC. They've won eight in a row. They're tied with Houston, so they're two and a half back of the M's as well. The Yankees, who I just mentioned, 63 and 60, above 500. They are three games back of the Mariners, which, again, is why they'll have this series circled. So that's how... 
things sit right now, it should be a very entertaining series as the Mariners get set to take on the New York Yankees. And to give us a little more insight on what is going on with the Mariners, here's the general manager uh, of the Seattle Mariners, Jerry Depoto, along with Aaron Goldsmith and Mike Blowers. Mike Blowers alongside Aaron Goldsmith and the general manager of the Seattle Mariners, Jerry Depoto, joining us. Jerry, a very happy Sunday to you. This has already been a nice homestand for the guys. Sure. And it, I kept you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> They're here. They're here. <laughs> hey, Jerry, uh, this has been just a remarkable turnaround for the Mariners since the All-Star break, hovering right around 500 when the Mariners finished up the first half, and it was the question of are the Mariners going to be buyers? Are they going to be sellers? Are they going to stay firm with what they're doing? And this team has certainly had a change in personnel in the second half of the season, and it has paid off enormously. What have been your biggest takeaway since the break? Well, you know, I think we did what we said we were going to do. We did a little of both. We did a little buying. We did a little selling. We did a little rearranging. And and right now we're just seeing the, the product of a team that really battled through the toughest part of its schedule kept its head above water and got into a I guess a friendlier schedule zone and, and our talent level is playing out we're we're a good team and and we have been a good team all year long we did find our our base and, and we kept bouncing off that that 500 mark and finding a way to hang in there versus very good teams and and I think our pitching has stabilized and given us an opportunity our offense goes out and helps us win the games you know Jerry when you take a look at this rotation right now for the Mariners. Obviously, Taiwan Walker down in AAA right now trying to get things figured out. Uh, James Paxton is on the mend, and hopefully we'll be seeing him soon. Uh, what do you make right now of this rotation? You, you mentioned keeping your head above water, and the guys that you have been able to find to fill into this five-man rotation have helped the Mariners do exactly that. You know, I mean, we've said all along that we were going to tap into, on average, about 11 starters. (laughs) We've exceeded that. Um, You know, now you haven't used 28 pitchers and I think setting an all-time record for for the Mariners in a season. And we're we're, we're not even to September yet. (laughs) But – I think the guys have done a remarkable job, particularly Wade LeBlanc filling in. We've, we've won just about every game he started, and I think that's a testament to, again, him giving us a chance. Cody Martin has filled in admirably. We've had everybody from Adrian Sampson to Joe Whelan. Vidal Nuno. Nuno. Yeah, but <laughs> Nuno started the game on, on call. You know, it's, I think the, the group has done everything they can to, to come together 1 through 28 and, and give us an opportunity to get to this point in late August, and, and they've done a great job with it. We do anticipate before this homestand's over being back to our, our normal element where we have we have Felix, we have Kuma, we have Paxton, we have Ty back, we do have Wade LeBlanc, we do have Ariel Miranda, and now that depth is starting to fill in. And, and, and I think the whereas sometimes the plan doesn't always go according the way you'd like, we've made adjustments along the way, and when you have to and, and you fill in, and, and here as we get to close to the line in September, I think we're in a better position for it. And sometimes the plan goes better than you possibly could hope, which I would think is the case with Diaz. He has been phenomenal. I know he struggled a little bit in his last couple of outings, but did you envision this coming so fast for him? Absolutely not. Yeah, I don't think I, there's no way you could. If if Edwin were a seasoned veteran and this was just a breakout year for him, you couldn't possibly expect that it would go as well as it has. I, I've been very encouraged with the last two outings, as crazy as that may sound, because he stood up to the to the adversity in the moment and he finds a way to get it done, and that's what the good ones do. He's I, I think he's done a remarkable job for us. He's really stabilized the back of our bullpen in such a way that it has allowed the other six guys that pitch in front of him to feel confident in their roles can you talk a little bit about tom wilhelmson obviously he'd struggled with the rangers you guys are able to get him back to the organization and he's another guy that has really excelled since he's been a mariner again 
You know, I remember the day we acquired Willie back, well, when we signed him, we were in Detroit. We were in the middle of what was the most drooling part of our schedule on a ridiculous road trip where we went through Tampa, Boston, Detroit, and we were in the process of getting swept in Detroit. And I was on the phone with Tom, and, and he was overwhelmed with the idea of coming back to Seattle. So I think that sometimes a change of scenery, an uptick, it allows for a player to, to get back to who he is. And I think we've seen that with Tom. He's, uh, he's brought four pitches to the, to the table almost on a nightly basis. He's been excellent from the time he got here. And maybe as important as what he's done on the mound, he really brings a, a, a looseness to you the don't clubhouse. Say. Yeah, he's, I mean, it's, uh, he's, he is loose. I've seen the dance act i've seen he's a he's a comedian in the clubhouse but when the game is on he gets he the, the game phase goes on and he's been excellent for us i think one of the things that also really worked out well for you guys is mike zanino when you look at mike it's it's obvious to anybody that's watching him he's a different guy when he's in the batter's box now and the, his production is showing that but what's the next step for mike what do you see for him moving forward you know, I think Mike, we always knew Mike could catch, and we always knew Mike had power. And, you know, and you love the makeup of the player. He's a great guy. He's, he works hard every day. He comes. He's got leadership abilities. And, you know, Mike bought in at an early stage. It wasn't as easy for him in spring training as you would like. Uh, he embraced it once he got into April. And Let me interrupt you real quick. How did that conversation go between you and Mike going back to that part of it? Oh, you know, we were in, in the offseason. Scott flew in and met with Mike down in Florida, took him to breakfast, and they talked about this being the year of Mike Zanino, how we were going to get back to, to rebuilding his his career so to speak and that's a tough message for a player to hear and and when we got into spring training scott and i sat down with mike and we told him there's there's a chance you won't be back here until september there's a chance we don't see it all but if you embrace this if you run with it the the world's your your limit you can do whatever you he's got power he's got the the ability to control the strike zone because everybody does everybody has the ability to control the strike zone if you are willing to just apply yourself Mike applied himself, Scott Brocious, Pat Listash, Edgar Martinez, Scott and the crew. They've all done an unbelievable job of staying consistent with it. And we have a program in our minor league system that's now transitioned over to our big league club. We call it PTPAs. It's productive team plate appearances. We count them every day. And Mike very quickly bought into the idea that every time he went to the plate, he was there to have a productive plate appearance for the team. And once he took on that mindset, everything started flowing. The homers started leaving the ballpark. The walks became more frequent, and he was less likely to chase the slider away. And all those things lead to what, what you see today, and, and I think he's been fantastic and, and really an all-star skill set. Well, we have to talk more about PTPAs. I mean, this, is, this is new. This, I'm not familiar with this. A productive team plate appearance. Uh, where did this come from? Uh, actually, this is something we've been doing for years. Uh, we've been doing it all year long in our minor league system. We did it during you know, my last stop. It's something that I should say it's new to me hearing it then. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, we've, we've not introduced it at the major league level because it is, it is something in development that when you start it at the grassroots level and you let the guys grow with it and understand how to play team baseball. And, you know, you've heard me before talk about the, the points of offense, you know, the, the, the eight or nine points of offense that we, that we really hold dear, getting a runner over, getting on, taking your walk, the, the different ways, moving the, the conga line. 
PTPAs go into that. Each player is given credit every time he executes a PTPA and he gets a point. Uh, we keep a running total in our organization. We actually just finished the Mariners. We, we did a field of 64. Everybody had to qualify. It just ended last week where everybody runs through a field of 64 and they're in a week, week by week, they're pitted against one of their organizational teammates and one will advance and one gets eliminated. And Dalton Kelly was our PTPA champion for the year. And, <laughs> and uh, it was, it was fun. We had a bracketology uh, uh, situation in the front <laughs> office where everybody's picking the winners, and it was, a, it was a lot of fun for the organization. Jerry, as you look at your position now as far as the team goes, right in the middle of this thing, uh, September 1st, 10 days away, do you expect a lot of call-ups, a few call-ups, and can you give us an idea of what you're looking for to help Scott and the rest of the staff out as far as this team goes? Uh, well, we do expect to make some call-ups on the first, and I think, you know, first and foremost, you always want to add that third catcher just so you have that that level of protection, it, particularly when you're, you're catchers. You know, Chris is very good against left-hand pitching. Mike has been good throughout. You want to give them as much time off of their knees as you can, I suppose. We are going to stretch out that pitching staff a little bit more, uh, particularly the bullpen, add some length. We anticipate having Tony Zick back. Uh, Tony will throw an inning today in Tacoma, and he is getting very close. The velocity's back up to the high 90s, and, and we're seeing him start to perform the way he did you know, last year in April. Uh, we do anticipate getting Evan Scribner back and adding him, and Evan gives us both the potential for a strike-throwing bat misser and a multi-inning guy. We do anticipate at some point in the not-too-distant future having Guillermo Heredia back uh, to both improve our late-game defense in the outfield and to give us that right-hand bat versus the, the left-hand pitching. Beyond that, it's going to be wait until we see what happens with the minor league seasons. You know, we have left-hand matchup guys in Venditti and Rollins down there that, that might be able to help us sooner than later. We will see some of those prospect types later in the month. But right now, if the season ended today, all of our minor league clubs are going to make their postseasons, and we don't want to rob them of the chance to go play for a championship. That being said, if we feel like somebody can help us win a game here, we will take them, and they'll have to figure out a way to get through it. <laughs> what does it mean to you for all of the affiliates to be in the playoffs? That's from a, a minor league, or, or for an organization, rather, where last year the minor leagues was a mess in terms of wins and losses. This is a remarkable turnaround. You know, I, I've never experienced it. This is, uh, you know, 16 years I've been doing this and, and mostly tied to player development and scouting and, and never been in a situation where all of your teams made the postseason. And we go down to the DSL, to the Dominican Summer League. They're all in or, or on the verge of getting in. And it's a real source of pride. I think, it, you know, some of it is just your systems and your programs are good. Some of it is your players are good. And some of it is just good luck. Yeah, we, you have to, you've got to be lucky to get that many teams into a postseason. And we've been a little lucky and, and you know i said back at the trade deadline with our club we understand where we stand we need for things to fall our way so far organizationally things are falling our way and we're taking advantage of it jerry we really appreciate you swinging by thank you so much My this is the week that was a look back on highlights and events of the mariners past week on mariners magazine and the 1-1 pitch to Simeon. Swing and a pop-up left side of the infield. This will do it. Calling for it. Kyle Seeger near the bag. He's there and will make the catch. And the ball game is over. The Mariners win it 8-4 over the Athletics this afternoon here in Oakland. The Mariners win the series two games to one. The windup and the 2-2. 
Swing and a well-hit ball deep to left field. Bus going back, looking up. This one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Holy smokes, deep into the night. That ball was way up and way out of here. Number 30 on the year for Nelson Cruz. The windup and again the 2-2 and a swing and a miss at a fastball for strike three. And two outs for the Angels here at the bottom of the fifth inning. Seven strikeouts for Felix, and that is six consecutive strikeouts for the King. He just continues to pile up strikeout after strikeout. Well, Helmson set. The pitch to Trout. Swung on and driven deep to left. Going back, Nori. At the track. Reaches up, makes the catch. I fell behind everybody, and I get the helmet on Felix's 150th win, and Nelson Cruz dropping moon landing shots. Uh, yeah, it's great to get a win today. The one-two pitch is strike three. Called. He got him looking with a breaking ball on the outside corner at the knees. Drew Storen strikes out Mike Trout for the second out of the inning. His biggest strikeout of the year for Drew Storen. Three-two pitch, swing, ground ball, third base line, diving stop, Seager. Toss on up the first, in time to get Simmons. Holy smokes, what a play by Kyle Seager. Robbing Simmons. This ball game is over. The Mariners hang on and win it. Four to three on a tremendous goal go play behind the bag at third by Kyle Seeger. Yeah, every, every single game you play these guys, it doesn't matter what the record is, it doesn't matter what our record is. It's, it's going to be a battle, and and um, you know that's the that's the way it is. So we you know we know that going into it, and you know you can't take anything for granted. <laughs> How about that ovation for Kyle Seeger from the Mariner fans here at the Big A tonight? The 0-1, swinging a fly ball, well hit the right field. Santana going back, looking up, goodbye baseball. Well, the Mariners have their first hit, and it's a home run off the bat of Kyle Seager. 1-1, swinging a well hit ball, deep to right field, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Robbie Cano launches one, a line drive into the lower deck in right field. The pitch on the way, swinging a well hit ball, deep to right field, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball, Adam Lynn. The 0-2 pitch to Perez. Swing and a miss and a slider, strike three, and it's over. The Mariners hang on and they win it. A final score of 7-6. Guys to my left, keep fighting, because we're all rooting for you. Here's the one-two pitch. Swing and a miss, and down he goes. Waves and another nasty changeup. No chance there for Perez. That was diving, burrowing into the dirt. And Felix walks off the mound with his sixth punch out of the night. But, I mean, the way his changeup's coming out, the way he's commanding the fastball, I mean, this is, this is as good as I've seen him in a long time. Here's the two-two pitch. That is ripped to center field and deep. Racing back is Broxton. He's at the warning track. Looks up. It is gone. Dead center field. Back-to-back jacks. First Mike Zanino. Now Leonis Martin. His 14th of the year. Mariners playing long ball here. And they lead now 4 to nothing. And the 2-1 to Zanino. Fastball swing and a line drive into the gap. Right center field. That's down for a base hit. Seager will score from third. Lynn running third. Heading home. This one all the way to the wall. Finally picked up by Broxton. The throw into second. Mike 
Zanino into second base with a two-run double. The Mariners keep adding on, and it's now the Mariners eight and Milwaukee two. Mike Zanino now with three RBIs tonight. What a night for Z. The force will be with you always.